0: Alright, good Thursday to you all. Mike here, just checking in, uh, sharing a a little bit on what's going on in the world of anatomy and philately. So, uh, with this little check-in, I wanted to do a bit of a crossover concept There is a technology that is out there that has benefited both anatomical education and stamp collecting, so I would like to unpack for you today the concept of a wiki. So in this first segment, let's apply the wiki platform to anatomy education. So not too long ago, I was able to partner with a medical student who upon matriculating to medical school recognized that Sharing student-generated study resources was broken. The process basically looked like medical students uh, forming a closed Facebook group. Gosh, it might have even been a Google group. I can't remember. But anyway, what, uh, regardless of the platform, when students would get on board and share a study aid, like I don't know, maybe a link to a flashcard set. Or a PDF of a diagram that simplified blood flow to the abdominal uh, region. It would it would be posted, but then it would quickly become buried in a chronology of a of a stream, if you will, of other posts. So that was one of the main drivers of trying to find out another solution, another platform to something uh, that was social media in nature that would just essentially have a timeline and making it really hard to find things. So one thing that this medical student, uh, his name Forrest Monroe, uh, shout out to Forrest, he uh, was very much aware of the technology, um, which is a wiki platform. And just to unpack what that is all about, what are the characteristics of a wiki? It's essentially a web page and therefore a series of hyperlinked uh, web pages that can be edited very easily by members of the wiki. So it gets a little bit scary at first to think about editing a wiki. Um, the most common uh, wiki that people uh, would have probably heard about out there is Wikipedia. It's a encyclopedia that is on the web that is edited, editable by anybody with an account. And uh, no matter where you are or what language you speak, there's millions of articles across hundreds of languages on Wikipedia. So I like to tell... My colleagues, my students—if you can edit a Word document, you can edit a wiki. However, relatively few people edit wikis. Um, a lot of studies are put out there showing, you know, a very low percent, like under five percent, of people that are of unique ac- accounts that are visiting wikis are actually then going on to contribute content. But that's okay. That's that's basically the nature of a wiki. So that is the the basic description of a wiki it's going to be a web page edited by anybody so if you want to start a page on something um, in the world an, an article if you will you're going to search wikipedia first see if it exists if it does you can add your expertise and your information to that article or if it doesn't exist you can create it so um same kind of uh idea can apply to education so there are a number of wiki platforms out there so there's there's wikipedia and and that is based on its own um, wiki format. But there's some other uh, low barrier easy to set up and easy to edit platforms out there. The one that I was involved in with this uh, medical student for us was called uh, Wikispaces. Um, however, Wikispaces, I don't know why. There's probably several reasons why. They had to close their doors. Uh, websites and web products uh, shut down all the time. So unfortunately, the, the wiki that we developed over around seven or eight years closed its doors um, back in uh, 2018 I believe it was so that was a bit unfortunate but we were able to download and and back up all the content that was on that wiki and now it's just a matter of finding another suitable platform to then try to migrate this content to so I would say if you're interested in wikis at this point in time uh, with medical education you're gonna want to uh, check out a paper that Forrest and I were able to write up and submit uh, to Journal of Medical um, Internet Research. If you head on over to the, um, the description of this episode, I'll make sure there's a link to that paper. And if you also want to see some supplementary resources on the Twitter account for this podcast, head on over to Twitter. The handle is Dissect so that's D-I-S-S-E-C, philately p-h-i-l-a-t-e-l-y and one of the more recent posts through that account will be a link to the wiki that was used for really medical education so one of the you'll, you'll see in the findings of this study that one of the more popular pages of this entire set of pages on this school of medicine wiki was the resources dedicated to human gross anatomy so again solving the problem of students being able to identify what are the most important resources that they've generated or websites that they've found to be helpful and then self-assembling and organizing those res- uh, resources on the wiki. Getting rid of that uh, chronological uh, stream or timeline of posts that was really problematic in Facebook or, or Google groups if you will and now however the learners want to organize the content uh, websites. I mean, what really we found in the study was that the content put on the the wiki first began on a, on a level of here's the welcome page, here's the home page, here's how to use the wiki, this is the mission of the wiki, why would you be looking here, uh, what can you do to help, then by profession on campus, so there's a page of resources for medical students, dental students, physician assistant students, doctor of physical therapy students, modern human anatomy graduate students, every profession has their own page. And then within that page, the content was assembled and organized to mimic the curriculum. So uh, the medical school would be the the most well-developed and oldest content on the wiki. And our medical curriculum at the University of Colorado is um, a block structure so you'd have the different blocks. And one of the first blocks is an anatomy block called human body block. So there will be a page for human body block. and at the very top of that block, organ, uh, information is then subcategorized and sub-organized into the different units. Human body block is 10 weeks long, for example. And every unit is about three weeks long, so unit one, extremities and back content all of that information and resources would be organized that way. And that model persisted throughout the rest of the medical curriculum. So even, even uh, I forgot a, another layer. So profession, so medical school, year, year one, and then the blocks of year one. And then within the block, the different unit. And really, this is what the learners found to be most helpful. So you, in your curriculum at your campus, you can initiate a wiki And you can learn from our experience. So you're going to want to read that article. Uh, Definitely pay attention to the conclusion section. There's a lot of advice there on what should you have in place when you're setting up a wiki. Um, What's the best way to let students know about the wiki. And then also let faculty know. And this is where I come in. I'm obviously being um, an innovative uh, technology enhanced learning oriented anatomy instructor I saw immediately the benefit of a of a wiki and was just fortunate to to find a group of students that had started their own wiki and I came alongside them and helped them uh, curate some more um, kind of faculty vetted and approved uh, anatomy web pages and yeah it was just able to contribute a lot of my own study materials that I've made for my anatomy courses and post those on the wiki as well. So uh, maybe you've heard of Wikipedia and maybe you've uh, thought about the idea of incorporating um, a wiki into your anatomy education experience. I highly recommend it. We found that there were tons of visits per month um, and then across the year. A very, very highly utilized resource would definitely be worth your time. And was definitely rated as being meaningful and helpful for students in their preclinical years, which in our curriculum is years 1 and 2, and then on to the clinical years, uh, years 3 and 4. Very good stuff there. Uh, the unfortunate piece is that I cannot, as I mentioned earlier, give you the URL for the School of Medicine Wiki on Wikispaces, um, a moment of silence, rest in peace that was shut down. Um however I, I can uh give you an example of a wiki in the next segment as we segue to the uh the use of wikis in philately. Okay, now for the philately segment of the podcast. Uh, recall, philately is the um, hobby of stamp collecting. So essentially, what I'd like to do now is give you an example of how I use a wiki in philately. So I mentioned in the anatomy um, segment that I had a little bit of a letdown when the wikispaces platform closed down. However, I was familiar with a wiki platform all the way back from 2007 when I was a graduate student. So I've been thinking about uh, wiki usage and in in education for a really long time. So I was able to um, just take a quick look at my um, PBWorks account. That's PB as in peanut butter uh, works. And pbworks.com is another um, wiki platform, very low barrier, um, easy entry, uh, really nice way to set up um, a, an account, set up a wiki as an educator, and then um, populate it with content. Now, I've actually been able to transition um, the wiki to uh, a philately based wiki, and essentially, once you, um, you know, nothing's going to do justice uh, in terms of a description uh, to to the wiki. I really encourage you to head on over to the URL of what I've put into the description of this episode as well as over on the Twitter account, uh, Dissect Philately. So basically, if you go to philately.pbworks.com, you will find yourself looking at a wiki that I've put together. And the wiki has been around for, I think, a couple of years now. And what I basically have done is categorized and curated all of the web-based resources that I have found useful in my Um, pursuit of learning about stamps so as you will um, hear in the the hobby of stamp collecting one of the most important uh, aspects is knowledge and information this is how you know what you're collecting what a good price is what is valuable what is rare what is scarce uh, what is a fake what has been re-perforated regummed I mean the the more knowledge you have just the better hobbyist you are Uh, the the less likely you'll be taken advantage of when you buy or actually when you sell you may not know what you're selling and you might be offered and you might accept a very uh, low price for what you actually have in your collection and you know you'll just find that collecting stamps will be much more enjoyable when you have knowledge and information behind what you're collecting because the whole argument for the appeal of stamp collecting is these are little pieces of paper that have served a very interesting purpose the history of communication within our country. So it's really cool to learn about the history behind a stamp. When was it issued? Why was it issued? Uh, What rate did it cover? Did it cover uh, the rate from Louisiana, New Orleans to Paris, for example? Uh, That's a really cool thing, uh, learning about those early issues of the United States. So you're going to want to find some really good websites. And I would argue that I've done a lot of that for you. I've cut out a lot of the time that it would take to have you uh, find some of the more important websites for your uh, collecting pursuit. So you're going to want to go to philately.pbworks.com to check out all of the resources i put together i've categorized everything for you uh, so based on the last episode what, what are some links to some of the best uh, multimedia accounts what are the best youtube channels that i found what are the best websites for identification what are some great websites for some of the the museums and and other resources on history of stamp collecting across the country it's all there and it's all another great feature about this platform is you can comment you can let me know how I'm doing did I did I miss something should I add a website to this wiki go ahead and drop it in the the comment feature on the website so that's uh, a bit of an application a bit of a crossover you know as I've really been motivated to get started and share my thoughts on anatomy and philately there's a good deal of crossover and similarity um, in many ways between the two um, specializations the the specialized knowledge of how the body is organized as well as the um, specialized knowledge of stamps and their usage so again i hope you found this useful um, brief succinct to the point and if you have any questions or comments you can uh, go ahead and uh, try to find me on Anchor, uh, Anchor FM. That's the platform I'm using to record and disseminate these podcasts. And it's a really good platform because it gives you a really direct way to, to get back to me. You can have a 60-second audio message sent to me uh, with your voice through your phone. Uh, of course, you can uh, look me up. You can look up Mike Pasco. You can look up Dissect Volately.com. Um, and you can find me um, in, in that way. It's, it's not too hard to find people on the web these days. So it's, it's been great having a, a venue to, to share some of the experience that I've had. Hopefully you find them interesting and exciting. And if you want to get some direct uh, requests to me, please don't hesitate. Hope you have a great rest of your thursday Um, it's a great afternoon in colorado we had four inches of snow overnight and now it's sunny and 45 degrees you gotta love it all the best and take care